Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. A reading from Amy Carmichael. In Tamil, we have a polite word which tells someone who asks for something that we have nothing to give. We have run short of it. Poochiam. One day I felt like saying Poochiam about love. I'd run short of it. I was in the forests and I'd just read a letter that was hard to answer lovingly. I was sitting by the pool at the time and presently began to watch the water flow down through the deep channel, worn in the smooth rocks above it. There was always inflow, so there was always outflow. Never for one minute did the water cease to flow in, and never for one minute did it cease to flow out. And I knew, of course, that the water that flowed out was the water that flowed in. The hollow that we called the pool had no water of its own, and yet all the year round there was an outflow. God hath not given you a spirit of fear, but of love. If love flows in, love will flow out. Let love flow in. That was the word of the pool. There is no need for any of us to run short of love. We need never say, Poochiam. And a reading from the Gospel of Mark. When it grew late, his disciples came to Jesus and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something for themselves to eat. But he answered them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves have you? Go and see. When they had found out, they said five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before all the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men. I really love this story. I really, really love this story. I love food. Lots of people do. A food story is good. Uh, and I love the act of sharing food, of breaking bread together. It's a great loss in this moment that we can't do that. 
it's it's necessary but it's a loss it's a grief because sharing food is such a profound spiritual practice to eat together to break bread together to share together is so important in creating human community in making community and making companions the word companions means someone you break bread with i'm not someone who is a, a great cook or a kind of a great host i'm not one of those people who loves to host some people really love to host um i'm not sort of confident enough in in my kind of cooking skills to want to host lots of people um but i love being around people who are um and i can help out i can chop i like to, you know if someone else is in charge and tells me to chop something then that's i'm in my comfort zone there i can contribute um but i love that act and i love being around those people who just love to host and love to feed and love to to create community and create companionship in the act of drawing together and eating together a few months ago before the pandemic we had a a multicultural uh, breakfast in the Wyndham Street Centre in Riverside, uh, run by Gentle Radical, and we, there was lots of people that that gathered gathered there, and um, different people contributed uh, different foods. Uh, we had kind of Jamaican porridge, which was really sweet, um, an Indian uh, fried this and that, um, and just different cultures bringing their food together and sharing and, and, and eating together people from different cultures in the neighborhood coming together eating together uh, breaking bread together it was a, it was a beautiful it was a beautiful thing and that's the image i think of when i think about all the times jesus talked about eating together and did it and, and accepted the hospitality of others and ate with with friends and ate with strangers and accepted invitations to to be fed in homes and on the road and also there's something super radical going on in this story because it's a parable of economics economics means the household the running of a household of how we are in in the in the ordinariness of, of how we manage a household including the food but then we apply it to the whole of the world the whole of our society how we're holding the household of, of of beloved community together and it's such a powerful economic parable because what happens is the disciples say there's not enough send the hungry people away and Jesus says, no, you feed them. And they say, what, what? No, we can't, we can't feed these people. There's too many people, there's not enough food. We don't have enough money to do that. We can't, we can't, don't have enough money to feed all these hundreds of people who are gathered here. So Jesus says, oh, okay, what do you have? Let's take what we do have and share it. And when they share it, it's not only enough, it's more than enough. More, more, more than enough 
for everyone with some left over. This is our society all of the time. We say, send the hungry people away. There's not enough to go around. We can't help the poor. We can't house the homeless. We can't welcome the refugee. There isn't enough. Jesus replies, you feed them. You help them. You house them. You welcome them. And we say, what? We can't afford to do that. We can't afford to do all of that. We can't uh, do that. Have you any idea how much money that would cost? We can't afford to, to help our homeless and take in refugees. We can't afford to stop children going hungry in our country and in other countries. There isn't enough to go around. We have to keep hold of our own resources and not give it away. And Jesus says, what do we have? What would happen if we did share it out? What if there actually is enough? What if actually the more we share, the more we discover there is enough for everyone with more left over? This is some radical cutting edge economics actually and it's there in the gospels nowadays people talk about universal basic income getting rid of all the benefits getting rid of every benefits that we have it's just scrapping the entire benefit system and any administration we have to have for the entire benefit system and everyone just gets one standard payment universally everyone gets it everyone now, i'm not an expert um i'm not an economist but i find this very interesting i find this very interesting what if we gave everyone a universal basic income how would that change our economic system and there's a part of us that resists that right because we think well, surely that's not enough. There isn't enough to do that. And we think somehow it doesn't seem fair that everyone gets something. We sort of much prefer a system where there's rewards and punishments for people who deserve and people who don't deserve. But what if there is enough? What if this universe is actually abundant if we gather together what we have? If we gather the bread and the fish that we do have, that we all have, that everyone contributes what is and then we share it out. Could something amazing happen? And sure, this is about money, this is about economics, but it tracks back to what we believe about love. Because we can see, think the same thing about love, there's not enough to go around. We think 
if I love you, then, then there won't be enough love left over for you. If, if I love people in other countries, there won't be enough love left over for people in my country. If I love strangers, there wouldn't be enough love left over to love my family. If I love myself, there won't be enough love left over to love others. But as Amy Carmichael said, if love flows in, love will flow out. There is no need for any of us to run short of love. Because we're plugging into a deeper source. Love doesn't come from our own hard work to generate it. We don't create love through some kind of work of our own. It's not a reward for being good or working hard. It comes free, unearned. We just have to open to it. You know, I don't have the, the, the ability for my own goodness, from my own hard work to, to universally love, to universally love all people. Because people are hard work, aren't they? People are, you know, people can be annoying. People can be, get in the way of stuff. People don't do what we expect them to do. People, other people make life complicated. And do I have to just like work harder on being nice? And that's the problem actually with a lot of liberal preaching. A lot of liberal messages is that it doesn't come down to anything other than work harder at being nice. Work harder at being nice. It just comes down to try to be nicer. But how? How do we do that? Do we just have to keep working harder and then failing because we're not being as nice as we think we ought to be because we think of ourselves as moral people or spiritual people or Christian people or whatever. Um, and we try to be nice and then we fail to be nice and then we're like, oh, we're not doing it right. Because all we say is try to be nicer, but how do we try to be nicer? It's, it's, it doesn't work unless we're sinking into the deeper sources unless we're thinking it's not me that has to generate all of this love it's not me that has to be this universal source of love for the whole world i just have to root myself i just have to source myself in a flow of love that comes from outside of me to to connect to to, to let that love flow out beyond me it doesn't come from me. It doesn't have to come from me. It doesn't have to come from how moral or how good or how spiritual I am. It just has to, I just have to allow myself to be a receptacle for it, to be uh, open to it filling me up so it can overflow out of me. We have to sink into those deeper sources, into an unearned flow of love that comes from within that comes from the power of the spirit, that comes from the power of God, that we connect to through 
our daily spiritual practice. That's why we need that daily spiritual practice so that each day we open ourselves to something more than us, than ourselves. But if enough of us started operating out of that abundance and we believed in abundance and not scarcity, if we believed that the universe is abundant rather than scarce with its love, with its resources, and if we applied that imaginatively to our politics, to our economics, what a difference that would make. What a difference that would make to the world. There is enough. Bless the bread. Share the fish. There is enough. Pass it around. Give to your neighbour. There is enough. Take up the leftovers. Give out more. There is enough. There is enough. 